think I'm an actor. It definitely seems to be what I'm doing. I think I'm an actor. Except that I'm an idol and I'm going crazy. Start recording like that. Oh, wow. This is actually a, that's a momentous occasion. This is podcast daddy. You're the new podcast daddy. This is the first time a podcast recording has not been initiated by me. I had a whole thing where I was going to be like, did your heart doki doki as we chased after the angels inside us? But now we have to just do this, you know, awkward start here. Welcome back to Heard You Saw. I'm Nick and I'm joined this evening by Racy. Hello. Shay. Hello. And Jazz, maybe? Hello. I won't be here. Okay. Long, but... well, at least you, you're now on the spreadsheet, right, Shay? You're on the spreadsheet. Oh, There's I'm a spreadsheet. I'm going to mess with your continuity if I'm gone halfway oh, through. Oh, there is no continuity. <laughs> we have done one edit on this show ever? Do I? Yes. And I'm going to talk more about Racy's room. That's, that's what that's I contribute sure. to. And that's the one fair. edit wasn't taking out Horrier and Grace's breakout. Yeah, no, it wasn't. No, that, you... that had to stay. That's part of the law now. You could talk about... Racy's bedroom being a total mess and you would not be the worst of Racy's roommates to be. <laughs> I should hope I don't pop the list of bad, help, but like bad, your housemates. No, well, to be fair, the worst housemates have not been on the podcast, but moving away from Racy's sordid history of living with people, <laughs> this time we watched... That's a bit mean about Jim. Speaking of, I'm going to get your cat. Yeah, she's still out. Get Juno on the fucking podcast. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get her away from foxes. That's true. She'll start fights. She does. She will. Start fights that she'll win. <laughs> she's like, would you like to throw paws right now? Do you want to fucking go? Juno just is another ginger creature and thinks that is that. It, don't you dare try and be me. I'm the real me. I'm Juno. And then they get into a She looks in the mirror and sees a fox and goes, no, it's not true. So this time we watched Satoshi Kon's film Perfect Blue. We begin, as ever, with a round of one-line hot takes. I see Shay looking a bit nervous, so I'm going to go to Racy. You've seen this film before. Yeah. What's your one-line hot take on Satoshi Kon's Perfect Blue? I forgot what happened, apparently. Did you forget the twist? I forgot the twist. I also... I've seen... This is the fourth time I've seen this film, and I genuinely forgot. And then when I was like... Oh, and then there was the shot of her running in the reflected in the window. Yeah, I was like, was, I remember this now. Yeah, I, just like, I, how could I forget? The twist was like, holy, this is a great twist. I didn't see great it coming. Fucking but twist. like, you're also trying to like remember back to like see if there are any clues to the twist. And you're like, there, there's, I can't think of any clues. Well, also the the thing is like, whilst the twist is happening, you, I was still like, is this. Is this real? Yeah, but I don't know. But didn't they? Didn't they want you to think that? Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of like fake outs in this. Uh, Shay, your one-line hot take, please. Um, I would say this film is good on reflection. Oh, yeah. Um, and for my one-line hot, my one-line hot take, I would say that um, my heart did go doki doki. It did get fast. There, it's a lot yeah. more tense, but also like, oh my god, it's so crisply cut together. Yeah. I had genuinely forgotten how so many scenes just flow seamlessly from thing to thing to thing to create like a disjointed sense of like you know almost yeah. schizophrenic. You know, I don't know what's real, but also it feels so natural. Like everything just flows really fucking beautifully. Well, that also just sparked an idea. Like we'll get to it. But Go did, for it. Did she like get? the twist cup cup blah 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 put in is is she a bad guy maybe perfect blue may be a bad guy maybe 
Maybe. It's possible. Let's... We'll explore it. Yeah. Um, okay, so because, as you may have guessed, listener, there is a twist to this film. Um, I feel like we should do premise rather than full plot recount. Then we can do the spoiler klaxon and then talk about, like, the big stuff. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Who would like to recount the premise of Did Perfect not. Blue? The, the, Did the, not. the premise is a pop idol turned actress uh, star does a whole Bojack Horseman season five. <laughs> the end. That's, the end. <laughs> that is one of the best summaries of this film. I'm just like, yeah, Pop Idol does Bojack Horseman season five. Yeah, kind of. Also, that yeah, good. that was good. I like um, that. that uh, Bojack's good, succinct. you know, as well. Pop Pop Idol turn actress starts to uh, has a stalker um, who has set up a website about her. Because of this, and because of her starring in a kind of psychosexual TV cop drama, uh, she starts to envision a multiple split in her personality, and the men who are shitty men in her life are which are all all men, all All the men, all the men are being killed. Yes, and is it her? Mm. Or is it that? That's quite a lot of the film. That's like I'd say. That's not just the prep. That was like that's like a solid grounding that's of just like, like the first half of the film. Is yeah, it's like a murderous psychodrama exploration of the role of women in media and also the role of self perception in media as well. Yeah, it's really fucking good. So uh, before we get into like specific plot points, Shay, this was your first time viewing mm, Perfect yes. Blue. I feel like I have to turn to you as sort of like the person with the new fresh feeling. Mm. How did you find this film? Is there anything specific you want to talk about? I found that's not spoilery. The film in general, very good ass, creating an unnerving atmosphere, but also I'm not sure if that was coloured by me just knowing something was going to happen in the film. I did feel that there was a point where you were like, this is going to get bad, like and very early. And you grabbed my COVID arm. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't grab it. I, pu- I punched it because I was like, yeah. ah, a nervous punch, and I punched your <laughs> recently jabbed COVID arm. Yeah, and it fucking hurt. That's going to date this episode. Racy got her second shot today. Fully vaccinated. Full vaccinated. I'm full vaxxed too. I will be yeah. full vaxxed by the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I would say that the the twist, I didn't see coming. I'd say twists plural because there's a lot of, it it there is the big twist, but there's also like, the way that they reframe certain things it's throughout more, the film. I, I it's would more say... of like you just sort of don't know which one is reality. Yeah. You, you don't know which one to accept as the truth. Yeah. Of the uh, narrative. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I a lot of the stuff I was like, oh god, I don't know what's real, and like, but the main twist at the end that happened, I was like, oh, this is a great mm. twist. Good fucking. I, twist. I still there was like a little inkling of maybe this isn't real, but I was like, okay, no, this makes sense as the ending. Yeah. But maybe cool. maybe it isn't real. Maybe why? Oh, yeah, uh, okay. Look in the mirror. No, no. I'm real. <laughs> Chirpy music. <laughs> I'm wondering, I, re- I really liked it. I'm like, oh, I can see loads of, like, uh, films ripping it off. Mm. Other films ripping it off. And I'm like, I think this is, a, like, one of the best versions of this type of story. Oh, definitely. Is. Yeah. If not, maybe the 
there's a there's a thing that's always stuck with me that on um a and literally anime, Black Swan was like we, we almost watched Black we almost Swan, watched Black Swan, Swan yeah. which is very similar fucking ground. I mean double bill no. Oh, <laughs> don't tell me it is the weekend. Uh, Prince Charles, uh, <laughs> I've got a double bill. Oh, that would actually be really sick double bill. That would work so well. And everybody well, walks out with a weird complex. <laughs> but here's the question: Which do you watch first? Do you watch Black Swan first, or do you watch A Perfect Blue first? Because it's like one of them ends like a little possibly more optimistically than the other. Do you want to leave them on a high or do you want to take them down and then sort of go, no, I definitely maybe you're okay. Okay, I in def- that case. I, I want to take all of humanity down. What <laughs> question is that? I, uh, I, I think maybe you'd start with Black Swan because it's less fakey outy than... See, I would have gone the other way around. I would have started with blue. Perfect Blue. What would you be your reasoning for that? Um, concentration one. Mm-hmm. Perfect blue requires a lot of concentration. That's true. It, it's, uh, yeah, maybe you it's a bit harder like a to follow than like... Black Swan because Black Swan is just Black Swan is much more singular, whereas like Perfect Blue is more about like the meta view of this character as a celebrity persona, as well as like their own psychological journey. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And also what she represents as a as a woman and an actress uh, oh, that we are watching. Yeah. Um, I, I was one thing I always remember whenever I watched this film is I had an anime VHS which had adverts for other anime on it, and Perfect Blue was one of the adverts. And I remember very distinctly that one of the, like the box quote type things was Alfred Hitchcock meets Disney, and I was like, well, that's not. <laughs> I mean, I understand the comparison to Hitchcock. Like, I'm there, I'm with you there, but I feel like you just didn't have a good way to say, yeah, but animated though. <laughs> so you just went, yeah, d- 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 Disney. We got it. Well, Give the animate split. <laughs> I, I guess like with the Disney meets like early Disney when it got into the weird like surreal like so, like stuff. Yeah. Like that that kind of has more. Comparison. I think you're giving this this box. Quote I'm giving a lot it more, more credit, credit than credit. <laughs> possibly more thought than it was given. What on the same lines of like adverts in front of movies. I loved watching the beginning of this movie because it starts with like the Power Rangers. Yeah, anime. like it's a stage show. And it was. It, I thought it was an ad before another yeah. anime and the DVD ah! before. Like, yeah, I kind of. I Powertron will defend the system. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah it I was very that. Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Racy, this is your second view. Second viewing. What'd you make of it? I keep on forgetting what happens. I'm like, I'm always like, Perfect Blue is a great movie. You should fucking watch it. It'll mess you up. It's great. Um, What's the ending? Oh, <laughs> then you watch it like oh. I was like, oh shit, I forgot that. Um, that will mess them up. Um, no, I, I, a question I love to pose with all animations: mm. What does the animation give to it? The fact that it is animated. I'm rubbing my hands. Go on. I'm I lo- ready. I, no, I, I honestly, I love posing this question with all animated films. What point? Like, what is the point of animating it? As yeah. opposed to making it something live action. Oh, absolutely. Like, so, obviously, this is minor spoilers. So, like, if, you, if you're if you already convinced, go watch the yeah, film. Yeah, should we just go, like, spoiler? Like... Yeah, we'll, we'll say, well, we'll no, give, no, no, give, we're give quite it, there yet. Like, give, give it a second. Yeah, I won't, I'll do the spoiler claxon when I'm, like, we're going to the, the end game. Okay. But, like, there are sequences where the character experiences sort of delusions where they see an alternative version of themselves, which is the hyper-idealized, pop-idol, perfect version of them, yeah. who moves through the scene with... I un- was going to say, the movement of that 
vision is the like bit where she's key. dancing away on top of the streetlights. Yeah. Such an if you did that shot. in live action, I don't think it would be, and it would look. Really I mean, you can do that in crap. special effects. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. I'm just but... not sure if it would look good. Well, also the thing, look... the thing that you get with animation is that you get a consistency of visual identity within both the mundane and the supernatural elements. Hello. With Juno, have you come here to throw hands on the podcast? Meow, meow, yes I have. Is that wine? Oh no. Um, but you get this consistency of identity with the mundane stuff of like, you know, Mima in her, like, her apartment feeding her fish just being normal, but also weird psychological ghost Mima who's dancing around on top of like lampposts and stuff. Mima is the name of the pop idol. Yes. And it all feels consistent, so with special effects... Even with like really snazzy, nice special effects, you're always aware of like, well, that's not a thing that these real humans can do because your brain goes, that's a real human. I know that this is, you know. Yeah, you lose that sort of like, am I experience is is me my experiencing reality or dream right now? And yeah, you can't. Achieve it's a that. harder line in, yeah. in in live action because like you're limited. You're limited by what is actually physically possible. And additionally, I think that. There's a thing that Satoshi Kon said, which I think is, wow, referenced in an episode of Every Frame of Painting, going to the OG <laughs> fucking YouTube video essay shit, where um, Tony Joe talks about, like, the speed yeah, of cuts. Jim, can can you become Every Frame of Painting, Jim? Don't, don't call out Jim. Jim doesn't listen to the Jim show. Is, Jim is not a friend of the podcast. Jim is above us now. Jim is an <laughs> enemy of the podcast. Jim has 10,000 subscribers. What the fuck? Did they come from? They've, they've, he's Devil almost had a million views on Devil Wears Prada. I mean, worth it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. But moving away from my housemate's YouTube channel, <laughs> I'm not jealous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the um. Fuck! You made me just look kind of Can I can I say spoiler warning now? Because I want to say no. Wait! 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 wait, wait, wait. Let me finish my point about Tony Show. Let me finish my point. The, uh, Tony Show made the point that one of the things that Satoshi Kon famously said is that animation can do higher kinetic levels of editing that you can't really do in live action because, like, it's difficult to capture fast moment movements when it's done by a certain person. But with animation, you can control every part of that. Yeah. And there's so many clever little cuts of, like, putting things together and match cuts and moments of just quick motion that make you go, oh, which are which seem like oh you could do that with live action, but I imagine yeah. when you got there with a camera to film them doing it, you'd be like, this is actually really hard to do. I think Tony Joe does an example of like his his this type of thing being done in live action. His it in the Satoshi Kon film, yeah. and it being like this is this long and this is like a few frames or something. Exactly, and you couldn't do that in yeah. Because animation, you you work in these much larger, more powerful shapes, and you're yeah. just like yeah. bing bing. Your brain you, is like you, cute. You in. can do like that kinetic thing. I think Tony Joe probably brings up Edgar Wright. I feel like he he does a lot of magic. It might have been like pre Edgar Wright getting big though, because Tony Joe was a while ago now at this point, right? I think I think Tony Joe became big through like his Edgar Wright essay there. So Toshi Kon essay was later than Edgar Wright. I'll defer to your knowledge of Tony Show. I'm not that big in the uh, YouTube video essay scene. I talk a good game, well, but I've written several. So, spoiler warning. Okay, uh, we're officially doing... Okay, the spoiler klaxon is going should we, should now. We do a klaxon? Oh, yeah. like an actual... <laughs> go watch the film if you don't um, want to know spoilers. Spoilers from here on in. Go Shay. So, you know, Jim is looking in the mirror and seeing himself and being like, ah, oh, the real self, and it's just Nick dressing up as Jim. <laughs> 
have 10,000 subscribers. Look at my long, luscious brown hair. I'm the script editor. <laughs> I even cut my hair so me and Jim don't match as much anymore. <laughs> Um, um, because that one was happening, don't... everybody was confusing you and Jim. That's true. Why, why are you writing about WandaVision? That's not the essence of your channel. <laughs> the fact that I'm, I'm like the... a foot taller than Jim is like, unre- <laughs> like unrelated. Um, but the plot twist, um, I was going to say, it is set Literally up... Literally, I wanted to do the spoiler warning for that joke. And then you <laughs> wouldn't let me. I, you just need twice. I was like, just let me I just want to get the joke out. Damn it. I want to be funny on the show. I want to be funny. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> I want to be podcast. You want to be podcast daddy? <laughs> no, not daddy. Maybe podcast uncle. Podcast yeah, like podcast, podcast uncle, auntie. auntie, that kind of like those jokes. <laughs> is there a, is there a, a non-binary version of uncle and auntie at I this think point? It's the only one that doesn't have a genderless. We should work on that. Auntie? Not now, but auntie? like. No. <laughs> Aunt cool. Aunt cool. You're an ankle. Ankle? You're my ankle. You're the podcast ankle. You really see, hold us up. See, look. Uh, what, see, all you need to do now is grow a really cute moustache. And have an ankle. Ra- for the listeners at home, Racy is showing her tattoo that is on her heel and ankle area of an acorn with a moustache. Yes. 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 So, um, perfect yes. blue. So now we're past the spoiler clacks and we can talk about like more specific plot elements. Yeah. I feel like Rumi being the true villain mm. is kind of set up because we have the scene earlier where it's like, you used to be an I- idle Rumi, but now you're old and shit. And like, you can't do it no more because you're old and shit. See, the only one that I can come back to is when she says, oh, no, we did this yesterday. Oh, yeah. so, so just that the, was the just, only one that I can go back to. Just to clarify for the audience. Oh, yeah, we should do Mimi, actually prop plot. Mimi is like... Unless, and if you're listening and you haven't watched the film, in which case, good luck to you, friend. As, as we've said, Mimi is seeing a Mima. version... Mima. 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 Yeah. Mima is seeing a version of herself and hallucinating that version of herself as perhaps killing people and stuff and so she thinks it's her but really it's Rumi who's a agent has been dressing up as Mima because Rumi didn't want her to become a full-time actress she wanted Mima to continue being a pop and she wanted to live vicariously vicariously through through that yeah Um, so there's lots you see that in a lot of uh, Rumi's motivations of being like she's always the one saying no Mima shouldn't do this she should go back to the idle lifestyle like we want to preserve her brand as like this very pure idealised like you know pop diva format you know very uncomfortable with her doing the more adult things that Mima does we will talk about that scene we're gonna have to talk about that scene because I want to talk about it because it's incredible it's like ah but I the, the the scene that I remember, which I think I mentioned in my opening, is like this the scene that really stuck with me the first time I saw it is when she's being chased by, you know, dream vision Mima, and then Rumi's true shape is yeah. reflected in the windows. It's, it's like just sweaty. her running, bestial, like yeah. fucking heavy breathing, carrying a because fucking what, umbrella. That that's the good thing that, that does it in animation terms as well, is that what it asks your brain to translate that image of a perfect Mima into Rumi mm. because it'd be so easy to just sort of make that Rumi and just sort of like here's Rumi but you're pretending it's Mima but to keep it Mima mm. and your brain have to go actually no it's Rumi it's it actually... grounds us in Mima's real perspective as well yeah in a way that would be really hard to do in live action because it's like Mima physically almost cannot conceive of the fact that it's not her own dark reflected twin 
is the one that's chasing her, even though she knows, she knows that it's Ruby, but she's still not sure, and it creates this tremendous tension. And that that's where I come back to this whole, like, oh, well, did she actually do that to Rumi? Because the at the end, the whole sort of, like, the distance from it, the fact that she looked back in her reflection and saw herself, sort of, like, did she almost, like, cause that in Rumi and almost forgive herself for doing that as mm-hmm. well? Like, was she, cause, cause was Rumi, she maybe not Rumi, as manipulated? Yeah, because Rumi saw herself still as... Um, as Mima, but when Mima looked in the mirror, she saw herself and as herself. And it's sort of like, is there some part of Mima sort of made sure that she sees herself by just sort of like, I don't know, throwing Rumi into the deep end, getting her put into the institution? Mm. Like the way why why she, has she, Mima she, gone through any sort of psychological help almost? So it's like she, by taking control of Rumi, in this case her double, and putting her in a place where she knows that she's in control of her, she thereby takes control of her own self-image. Yeah. It's kind of like a power dynamic thing. Yeah. It's less about like her self-actualization and more about like, if I can control this thing that did all this stuff to like fuck with my mind, I'm now very sure of who I am. Like, yeah. Yeah. There, there's a devil. There, there's something devilish there that I can't like quite get my words to work around. No, I, I know what you mean. Like Mima yeah. as a character is quite interesting because she's she's both a figure, a metaphor, and a like a an allegory. Or yeah. She's she's everything. Yeah. You I, can read so much into it. And she's not necessarily while she's the viewpoint character, almost aggressively the viewpoint character for the vast majority of the film. I wouldn't say that in the in the sense of like the common idea of like story pacing that she's you know considered the moral authority. Like we're in her corner, kind of, but the story goes to such lengths to kind of make you think, well, is she killing people? Yeah, because that that was the other thing that sort of struck me that I was sort of confused, and then the twist happened. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Um, where the photographer gets murdered. Yeah. But Mima would have entered that like contract everything about that like willingly she would like have... Shay was actually like why did you let him take those pictures yeah while like, we were watching she, she made that choice to do in that and she was com- almost comfortable with that choice by the fact that she was doing it so willingly contrasted with the whole rape scene yeah because she was like you could tell she was quite nervous she was having flashbacks she was like really like caught up in her head about it but that whole photography bit she was just sort of like, yeah, really relaxed. She was like, this is me. I'm very relaxed. Sort yeah, of there was the, 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 no point have, did we feel that sense of tension. Because there. the funny thing was, was the supporting artist, the SA, the, the extra who was raping uh, Mima, mm. didn't get murdered, but the photographer did. Mm. Yeah, because in that sense, she had a sense of shame about it. And equally, it's during that rape scene that like Rumi runs out in tears because she can't see herself you know, Mima in that position. Can we can we but talk But also the extra is very respectful of Mima and mm. says oh, it's, I'm sorry. Can I can I just say how what a fucking incredible scene that is. Like it goes to so many weird places and like it's incredibly powerful and you have this incredibly visceral, like unpleasant performance oh, of yeah. sexual let's assault. Move, let's move the cameras like Yeah, oh. and then stop. All of this is you know, fictitious you turn off all the emotion. It draws attention in an almost like Brechtian way to like, well, none of this is real. 
Like, this is, we are observing performers in the sense we're, we're observing animated representations of the voice actors doing this bit. Like, it's such a good way of being, like... And they make a very good point of making sure that it is very false. There's, like... They have that shot of multiple screens showing what's happening. All the angles and stuff and the way it's being put together. It, it, It sort of gives you this sense of like, not necessarily like sort of, oh, you're bad for looking at this. But it's sort of like, it gives you this weird perspective on something that like, you know, if it was played completely straight. Like, you know, they even have that bit where they have the TV show that she's in adopts, like play, you know, goes through the storyline where this character that she's playing is actually raped and creates this version of herself who then does murders, which we're like, oh, that could be the plot of this film. But it's not. Because mm. it, it's clever enough to recognise that, like, we're playing with your expectations and we're playing with, like, what media does to both you, the viewer, but also the performers involved in it. It's a fascinating scene. Mm. Like, I found it, you know, it's very uncomfortable. As I said to Shane Perot, I was like, are you ready to get seriously uncomfortable? Mm. Which yeah. you do, but it's so good. It's so clever. It's the kind of like writing that I'm just like, oh, you thought about this really, really hard. Good fucking shit. Yeah, and it 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 also like plays on the whole like bluff thing that goes through because you're just sort of thinking like this. The stalker is the center of it all. Like mm, the stalker, Mister Mimania. Yeah, and then it turns out he's been fucking stabbed in the eye, and you're just like, what? Yeah. The fuck. Yeah. Did did Mima? I, Mima definitely killed. Uh, the stalker. Yeah, but then Rumi got then rid Rumi of him and body. killed the agent. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know. Just... But here's the question I want to ask: Did um... wait? No, did Mima kill the stalker because yeah. he was stabbed in the eye? Yeah. When Mima, when Mima she killed him with, him, a, with, with a, a hammer, and that was I thought was really uh... good because before that she was blood is real. There was no blood when he killed when she killed the stalker. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was also going to say, uh, do you? Great, great the, one of the good bits of. Um, genuine uncertainty is do you think Mima killed the photographer because the only reason I say I ask this is because one we know that the story will play with its representation of Mima I'm doing air quotes here so showing Rumi as Mima when the situation demands it but also the clothes turning up in her house and she has no memory of doing it but she seems to remember doing it did Rumi kill him and then somehow plant the clothes in her room or did she just do that and is able to just blame that on Rumi because, like... No, I think I think Rumi did it because I think uh, Mima is a lot saner mm. than the whole film gives off. Ah, that's that's a very... Ooh, that's a really good take. I like that. Yeah, she, she's definitely going through some paranoia. She's got, like, a stalker. She's going through a really tough film with no support network. Mm. Um, Her parents are all like, we really support your music career. Your uncle buys 20 copies of the record. And then later on, she's like, oh, my parents really aren't going to like seeing me do this very graphic rape scene on TV. Yeah. Which apparently comes out weekly. But when I say she has no support network, Rumi is well aware of the the paranoia and the trauma that she's going through. Mm. She can fully excuse... And she sets up the computer so she knows she has access to Mima's room, yeah. the website. Well, she, I think, well, Rumi and she clearly... did say, get off that website before before that happened. Rumi gave the, her real address to the stalker because the stalker sends the letter mm. to begin with. That sets her off to look at the thing and then she's like, yeah, set up the computer and you can... You should check out this mm. link and stuff. So she sends Mima down that path, 
and that feeds into that whole like self-image of like so she we know that the internet can be a bad place for the self-image. It's this is what like, it's time. This is what like late late nineties, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was definitely it was when you said early two thousand. I was like, no, this. Is not I'm early pretty certain it's ninety seven. I think. As yeah, I that recall. sounds sounds about right. Um, but yeah, like seeing this and like talking about like you know the whole soft aspects of social media and fan perception of like a public figure, like you say, Shay, really ahead of its time, like. <laughs> God, I wish Satoshi Kon yeah, was right. still alive and waking. 97. Fucking, yes! Off the top of the head! I'm good at remembering the years! Even after the haircut. Yeah, <laughs> after the haircut and, you know, our second bottle of wine. Mm. Um, no, but I, I do fucking wish Satoshi Kon was still alive and making films. Yeah. Because, goddamn, dude didn't make a bad film. Categorically. Like, I, I've not seen Millennium Actress. That's the only one no, I've not but... seen. Not seen that. Have you seen Tokyo Godfathers? been told to watch it uh, maybe not by you if if somehow you're still in the country at christmas let's hope not but if you are we should fucking watch tokyo yeah. or i'm or i'm back in the country at christmas that's a better way to think yeah. about it if you're back for christmas we should watch tokyo godfathers 100%. tokyo godfathers is such a sweet lovely film but also i really, really watched fucking it clever. It, is, it is like a bit like oh god this is this is saying a lot of things <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, and like Paranoia Agent, fucking incredible series. And Paprika. Paprika in many ways I think is technically the weakest film, even though it's visually the most striking and gorgeous. Because you watch Paprika and you're just like, oh my god, there's That's so like, much happening. I'm sure Paprika is like essential anime movie viewing. Mm, I saw it. Um, essential or essential? Essential. Okay. Yeah. It's like that, Perfect Blue, Summer, I mean, I put Summer Wars there. I, you know what? I still have not watched Summer Wars. I haven't seen Summer Wars No! I've had it on my wait, laptop for wait, fucking ages. you didn't tell me this and we could have watched Summer Wars. You know what Wars. I genuinely thought? I was like, I should maybe bring Summer Wars as an option. And then I was just like, ah, I'll bring Perfect Blue. That covers the anime I angle. I fucking love Summer Wars. I've seen his films i've seen wolf children and yeah everybody's seen wolf well, children and, and no they haven't because someone brought it up summer wars and was like have you seen wolf children and they were like no i have also not seen wolf children have you seen boy and the beast no you'd love boy and the beast okay you, i mean is this just anime films we should watch <gasps> these are anime films by this director who mamu don't don't ask some... me i don't okay. remember directors um, we should know this. Uh, I yes. watch a lot of Masaki Yuasa, and that's you like would my like, main guy. You would like these films. Have you seen? You've seen Walk on Girl. The night is long. No. <gasps> I think you'd like that. Okay. We, we, oh wow. We, we should watch. I was gonna. We also... should watch more anime. It's basically <laughs> yeah. what we're like, Maybe we should watch more anime. <laughs> when EJ's away, the, <laughs> the, the, the anime, anime crew. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I should watch Red Light again. Like. That movie's so fucking good. I don't like that movie. You don't like Red... You don't like Red Line? I don't... I, I can see it visually... Being visually, like... Takeshi Koika just fucking killing it. But he doesn't know how to make a bad animation. He's like... I, I oh, should I make it the most kinetic and beautiful thing you've ever seen in your fucking life? He's like... I, I guess... Is everyone really tall? Yes, everyone's really tall and has a lot of ridges in their face. There you go. Shay is doing <laughs> the ridge face. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. The ending's great. The, like, final bit where against the yeah but that movie I fucking goes the, the animation's impressive but I don't like it's it it's so beautiful sorry yeah racing. wait if you haven't watched the anime movies I've watched how can you agree that like summer Japanese movie is the best genre because I've seen enough Japanese movies that have the summer and I've watched a lot of anime like yeah, just broadly fair. yeah 
Have you seen the beginning of Neon Genesis? Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Cicadas. cicadas and also <laughs> the world is ending oh it just brings me back to my childhood all of the mm. cicadas Ugh. did you end up watching a silent voice yeah of course I've watched that movie's fucking great is it good yeah. i keep meaning to it's on netflix and i keep meaning to watch here's what the thing here's the thing it's, it's, a about, so, it's a safe soft watch here's what i'd say about a silent voice is that like when it hits it hits you really fucking hard mm. there were a lot i saw it in the it's, cinema there are lots of bits that made me go oh fuck but it suffers from the issue that it's clearly a movie adaptation of a longer manga series. So there's some plots that just spring into being and happen and then go away again, like, in the course of the film. You're like, that seemed weird. It's nothing like Words in a Garden, where we were oh, severely God, disappointed. You. you mean Garden of Words? Yeah, that one, Words in a Garden. It doesn't matter. Uh, I don't deserve to fucking, remember that. Um, uh, Ma- an- Makoto Shinkai. Beautiful animation. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. God, yeah. Makoto Shinkai's, like, fucking animation song. Yeah, You're just like, I- oh... I didn't mind that. I liked it. I, I really hate that film. You yeah. hate that? Yeah, what do you we, hate about we it? We were not there for that. Yeah. Um, I was still on a train. Name, amazing. Your name is ridiculous. Ridiculously yeah. amazing. Ridiculous. Like, that, that's set a level. His, his other films. I like I know Five Centimeters watched... a Second. Like, I, Five Centimeters a Second is a solid film. Mm. It does turn into a music video that's in the okay. last it third. Just, yeah, just, yeah, just kind but, of... It runs out of money and it's like, we need to end it. Wait, 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 okay, okay, okay. If, I'm go- if we're going to talk about Shinkai, and I appreciate, viewer, you're now on just, like, general anime chat. <laughs> I, I think I may have even Welcome said- to the general anime chat. I may have, like, I may be, like, I've said this on the podcast before. The thing I find interesting about Shinkai is- it, I would say this is also, like, basic anime chat as well. Yeah, so, we're, yeah, white, yeah. we're white people discussing anime. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we're, you know, I grew up in the 90s. Um, I didn't, so But, fine. like- <laughs> What I would say is like I find interesting about him is that a lot of his films center on the idea of relationships with a separation, mm. either by distance, by mm. time, in the case mm. of your name, you know, or like by propriety, by garden of words. Like I felt like it wasn't the strongest Shinkai ever, but I was like, no, I see how this fits in with the larger canon of the works that you've done. Yeah. And like I enjoyed it well enough. The animation was of course ridiculous. That's fine. That's called auteur theory. It's not auteur. Like, it I, is. It's like general like themes. Of no, no, no. One director of. having a thing that they like to focus on is not the same as auteur theory, which posits that like he's the one person responsible for all the things. I'm like... But part part of auteur theory is recognising the idea of a canon. And like seeing, like, oh, these things keep appearing yeah. in films and therefore you study that whole body of work. But what I was going to say, it doesn't mean that... Uh, you, you can make you make bad films within auteur theory too. I, you study the bad films. I wouldn't say it was. Say, what didn't you like about it? Garden of Words. I remember thinking that I hated the relationship between mm. the two people. I hated it. So, what did you hate so about much. it? I don't remember. I didn't feel that strongly about it. But I, I, was just I remember like, thinking it was one inappropriate and two. Yeah. yeah, it is inappropriate. That's part of the point. That like two, she's a teacher, he's a student. He likes to make shoes. She wears shoes. Just the obvious really... conflict of interest there. There was also, I, I think, I feel like, for me, there was a bit of a pacing issue as well. It but, was both slow, but also didn't, it suddenly moved fast in weird places. Yeah, and then, yeah, no, the the, re- the relationship didn't feel real. Mm. It didn't feel like it was something that could happen. As a question, did you see Garden of Words, Your Name, or Your Name, Garden of Words? Your, your name, name, Garden, Garden of, of Words. Words. Right, I saw Garden of Words, Your Name... Um, which was definitely the right way round because you're like, <laughs> oh look, he's building on his relationship ideas with this slightly more complex film than Five Centimeters a Second, and you're like, yeah, okay, this is fine. And then your name, oh, you fucking leveled up. You went into the hyperbolic time and chamber and just lifted weights. Weathering review. 
I did. I've still not seen Weathering with you. We watched it together. No, we didn't. I've seen Weathering yes, with did. you. I saw it in Melbourne. I did not see it with you. Weathering with you is. I have not seen Weathering with you. It's lovely. It's lovely. It, I mean, it's not great. It's was lovely. I really drunk? I thought I, thought I watched it with you. Maybe I don't I think you've Maybe seen it with me. I'm pretty certain I've not seen that film. I mean, do you remember Clouds and Sun and Dancers? I mean, that could be many films. Then clearly you haven't seen it. Anyway, Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Uh, I think we... Have we said... Does anyone have any specific points they want to touch on with this movie? Just Uh, shit they want to shout out? I feel like we've discussed that. It's very well done thematics on its idea of the camera and viewing and, and the self and female objectification yes yeah it hits um, it hits all the marks that it's set to hit the twist is very good it's really well made in terms of like it's really well animated it's, it's really so amazing. and not just and like the, the animation is ev- good but the good. editing of stuff together which is such a it was like i some... will say it is dated but not in a bad way no no you could tell they were still animating on cells yeah oh yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah. there's like this bit's going to move now yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you know what was great? There was moments where I was like, oh, they made the quality worse to make it look like TV. And they, they hadn't revealed it yet to be... Do you know what I mean? When it was like some of the TV scenes, like, the, it yeah, looked there was a, worse. A bit, it didn't yeah. reveal straight away that it was a TV scene. They filmed scene, it on a different but camera. But I was like, yeah. that's, that's so good. Yeah, yeah great, great attention to detail. Yeah. But like, it's it, the, the thing I, I really like is that there's good animation in it. Like, you know, the sequence where she's chasing the vision of herself. You have that POV shot for like about a second and a half when she's running through the corridors. Fucking amazing. You know, like moments where there's lots of like lovely little character gestures and stuff like that. Really good, solid character animation. But also a thing that is often neglected or like not properly appreciated in some animated film is that the actual scene to scene editing in this is so smart. And yeah, just it's, feels it's so, it feels so good. And, it, and, it, and it's not a case of like, oh, we've moved on to the next scene. It's like, no, we've actually thought about the camera moves, which is a real live action sense mm. of thinking. Like the bit where she walks towards the camera in the fucking, uh, in the opening, when she's walking towards the camera in the convenience store, and then she reaches the camera and then it flips it, around it and it's her. Back to the sham. Yeah, her back at the performance and it's her walking so, away from the camera again. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Or the fucking There's match a... cut of the, you know, the party poppers. So good. There was a curtain. There was a curtain one point that just springs to mind. But yeah, it's like I've just finished rewatching uh, Miss Maisel where they, they oh. did a lot of thinking about the cinematography and mm. all of the cuts and how the camp, like, just the amount of long I, shots. I want to say though, recently, I I think a lot of directors think just by having match cuts or something mm. makes it suddenly like a good film, and it's really just like now I think people are starting to use it as a technique to kind of just hide them not being there. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Because I remember watching Game Night and being like, this is someone who's really trying to shoot a film, quote unquote film, mm. but it's not a good film. But the the difference I feel with live action versus animation with animation there has to be a real thought and a real sort of like concerted effort to it whereas in live action you can sort of like oh nothing is accidental in animation you all have someone had to sit down and draw that shit but i think with i guess that's why that noise is going to be horrible oh i'm so sorry it's It's fine don't worry about it like i guess that's why tony joe brings up edgar wright in relation to satoshi Kon, is Mm. because edgar wright really thinks about his his cuts and his transitions and yeah. stuff. 
He's not. This is a very rhythmic film in the same way yeah. as Edgar Wright. But I think yeah. other people are really thinking about it. Like, oh, we could have a matchup here. But they're not thinking about what does the that feeling mean? of it and what does that yeah. mean. Like, yeah. Yeah. like The idea of her from the grocery to suddenly the, the, the performance yeah. is like, okay, so one, there's the very surface level of watching it first time being like, oh, there's the cut of like, here's her performing and here's just how she is in real life. But also that's the two the different blur, sides And of also like the blur of her life. Like if you flip the 180s, you yeah. reflect either side. Like it's the camera move, like camera movements, like you were saying earlier today. Just like yeah. when a camera moves in animation, it's like, oh, that has to be thought about. Yeah, yeah because yeah. camera moves in animation are tricky. Mm. Yeah. And like the like on cells, you could tell real they were doing some really early on shots when they would move the camera down and move some cells up mm. just to get sort of that perception of depth but um yeah no the 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 i've forgotten the word that you use where they're changing from scene to scene Mm. cuts yeah um it it created that whole sort of like what is real what isn't Mm. sort of thing very well and like starting that early on where it's just a not a native thing to the film towards the end when she's starting to lose it yeah you were sort of used to it by that point you were just sort of like You've adopted the language of the film and then yeah. it starts to get more complicated with how it utilises that language to tell you things. But at that like, point, oh. because you're so used to it, you're very much in the mindset of Mima then because you're like, oh, this is just what... You're not ever sure, like, what is... The bit where she Groundhog Days, like... The, the same, doing the same... But it's, it is different days it is because different of, like, the weather's the, different yeah. and, like, her reactions are different. You're just like, ah, oh, it's so clever. The... Yeah. But, well, like, the one thing I didn't get... Like, I thought about that when I look back at that particular scene is like but how many days passed mm. because it was only until Rumi said oh it was yesterday and I was like but you can't simply just go from like rainy overcast darks and stormy from one day to completely sunshine the next I know it's Tokyo Equatorial climate but, but I like, mean also the British climate recently right? yeah they but to, like they really, I know they I know. redo the whole scene didn't they yeah, yeah. Because the they were like rain. the rain's fucking shit and it got called off and yeah. stuff and like, yeah. but it was sort of like like working in film it's not as simple as just sort of going oh we'll film the next day there's a lot of sort of like right you have to like reconfigure like make sure you've got all your people in like payroll has to be sort of like we're going to have another day on this thing yeah. you, know? you, you can never like just sort of like oh we'll pick it up the next day there's like a whole like logistics involved mm. and so it it's not as simple as, like, the next day. You have to book it, like, mm. days in advance. So Ruby so... could have been fucking with her then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what I was going to... I was going to say, talking about Tokyo Godfathers, yeah. of, like, there are a couple of times where he uses similar techniques, but they're used in such different ways. Yeah. And that's what makes this... That, when I'm, when it's, like, this person's thought about it, it's, like, they're doing it for a certain effect here they know they can achieve this effect mm. and in Tokyo Godfather's they like I can achieve it in a different way here and it's I like, had the same thought because I, I watched Tokyo Godfather's A Christmas Just Gone me too because I was just like it's a great Christmas movie yeah Wait. is it? Um, oh it's it's a Christmas movie it's a whole Christmas oh, okay. movie it's beautiful um, and like I watched it and watching this film now I'm like I understand how this is the same director kind of but the way that he uses, like you say, Shay, similar techniques to achieve entirely different feelings is really fucking master. God, Satoshi Kon is fucking good! Ugh. One thing I was going to say, but I feel like it might be for another podcast, I'm really looking forward to asking you about Akira Shea. 
Because you being like, I don't like Akira. I'm just like, okay. Who's, I, who's Akira? Akira. The Akira. movie. Yeah. Right, Sorry, yeah. excuse my correct pronunciation. Yeah. So, it's okay, Akira. it's fine. Sorry, I was going to say it. But... Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm so interested to have that conversation. Because but I've like, had that conversation with you. What? Like, I don't think we've had it like proper in depth after having watched the film, though. That's the thing. Right, okay. And I feel like, you know, I've not watched Akira since... I watched it at Genesis. Yeah, I watched it at Genesis. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm Did pretty sure... I, I think we watched yeah, it together. Yeah, I think we watched it together, yeah. yeah. Was it was it sub or dub in, out of interest? And if, if it, it was, was dub, if it was, it was dub, which dub? It was sub. Okay, sub. Actually, that's probably the one I'm least familiar with. <laughs> For me, the second... I've seen all four dubs of it. Oh, no, genuinely, no, 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 there, there, there are two English dubs of Akira, and I've seen both quite a few times. For me, the... Weirdly, because it was, like, a massive part of, like, my teenage, you know, adolescence, like, I was reading the manga, and, like, the, me and my sister were reading it together, we were like, holy fuck, this is, like, unlike anything we've ever encountered. Ah! Manga exists! Ah! You know. And, like, I remember I got kicked out of a Waterstones because I sat there for six hours reading the first five books of Akira. They <laughs> were like, it's such a British, uh, like, They came up experience. and were just like, if you're not going to buy something, you need to get out. And I was like, oh, I'll buy the second book, because that was my favourite. And they were like, not the first? I was like, no, not the first. And then I said to my sister, this is really good. She's like, great, why do you have book two? I was like, I don't, I don't know. I, I got excited. This is, I, I was like 14. I think this is really good. Uh, <laughs> but then, you know, we got all of the books of the manga and then we watched the movie and like seeing the film, having read the manga as well, it was just like, oh, this is a whole fucking load of stuff that's happening here. And the last time I saw it was like, oh, must be pushing like five or six years ago. But every time I watch that film, I get something more from the appreciation of it. And every time, I've seen all three, like both dubs and the sub. But for me, in some ways, the second dub is the definitive one. Because um, it has Joshua Seth as Tetsuo and Johnny Young Bosch as Kaneda. This is no longer basic anime chat. Now we're getting... We're, we're, we're talking about specific dubs of Akira. Intermediate anime chat. Johnny Young Bosch and Joshua Seth do a really fucking good job. I'm just saying, they really nail the fuck out of those characters especially joshua seth who's best known for voicing uh ty in digimon okay cool. yeah he yeah. does an amazing job it's like um, we'll watch akira at some point listen am i the worst for like liking and watching digimon more than pokemon when i was growing up no i'm, I'm right with you yes. like fucking 100 percent. like I, digimon had a plot i don't care for either pokemon well, just stuff happens you don't, like, nothing matters i walked into a bush again better fight this pokemon uh, I'm the if you guys will remember this or know what the hell I'm are you going to talk about, about fucking um, uh, Monster Rancher? Is that where there's the evil moo? Yeah! And there's the bouncing eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Kind of yes! Yeah! Monster, <laughs> Monster Rancher's really good! I loved it! Yeah! Fucking Genki! And... I don't think it had an ending though. I don't think it ended. Or at least. It didn't get a proper ending. Or at least it wasn't shown on England. I, I think it did get cancelled before they got a training, but I think it got like a very rushed finish, as I recall. Okay, I don't think they showed that. The fucking TV, Western theme song? I was transported to a faraway land, yeah. into a world where monsters rule. Monsters rule. I yeah. played the game like an ace. Now is that I'm in the this theme place. Song? Yeah, it is. No, it's okay. a, the Japanese one was like a whole, like, fucking, you know, it was a Japanese, <laughs> it was a Japanese anime Japanese. intro right. in Japanese. And no, it was chirpy. Probably. <laughs> hey. Do you know what happened with the evil Moo? Uh, so they ended up fighting the evil Moo. Spoilers for Monster Rancher, I guess. Um, so the evil Moo was... Um, his body so was... Do you remember Holly? Her dad yeah. got taken over by Moo. So she was like, we can't kill him. But then he's like, I'm super evil. You know, they were looking for the phoenix. 
Yes. Yeah, um, they realise that like the Phoenix is more like a conceptual idea, so as I recall, most of the main cast combine their spirits to become the Phoenix and like what? kill Moo. Okay, I mean, wow. this is like with 20 years hindsight, I, I think that's what happens. Wow, that's, that's quite a... Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm still not over the existential crisis when I realise that um, Okie Doke is an actual TV show. Yeah, it's real. I know. If, I thought I imagined the whole if thing. If you're having problems and you need <laughs> a helping hand, cross the dial and ring the bell, he'll understand. I'm pretty, I was Don't certain, worry, cause here comes Okie Doke. I'm certain this was a fever dream when I was like five. No, this was on children's oh, TV. It's a fever dream for me now, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's the but friendliest like, no, of when, folk. And then Perry just sat down in the lounge room at one point. It was just playing like TV shows from when you were kids, and yeah. I was like, I know one. It's Okie Doke. And we were like, here it is, and you're like, no, this is too real. <laughs> Shit. So perfect blue. <laughs> I feel like, uh, given that we've recorded for some time, I'm just gonna look. Uh, who's who's the real listener? Are you the real listener? We. Are you we, looking? We do not look in the mirror about, right now. This podcast wanted to be about Perfect Blue. That's the true podcast, though. <laughs> yeah, we need to really? we need to assassinate the fake podcast that's that going around podcast. having sex with men, having having sex with <laughs> other anime, <laughs> flirting with other anime, taking taking uh, what is it nudes and taking professional nudes. nudes, professionally done nudes that look yeah. pretty classy. Yeah. let's be honest. And look, let's be honest. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> sorry. You're welcome. It was there, pitch perfect. I don't know. Um, okay, so I'm going to move us on to final thoughts because I think we've we're perfect blued out. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we've Touched we, on we said bit. everything we wanted to say about, it, and then we try and go back and say a little bit more about, it, but then it throws off onto a different tangent. Well, it just, we'll just say that it influenced a lot it, of it, media. Yes, it definitely did. Oh shit! Including Okie Doke. Yeah, Okie Doke definitely draws heavily from Perfect Blue. The episode <laughs> where he has a crisis of identity, like incredible. <laughs> Racy, uh, your final thoughts on Perfect Blue, please. I I hope to watch it a third time and actually remember the twist, because otherwise I'm fucked again. <laughs> Shay, your um, final thoughts. Oh yeah, it's it's a great. <laughs> no, sorry, I had one and then I forgot. I just dozed off and then. That's okay. Came back Your other like... self like said something. Are you gonna watch it double sub next? I, I, unless someone says the dub's worth watching. I've not seen the dub. I've, I've not seen, seen the dub. I've only seen I would the just, dub. Um, um, yeah, I'm very glad we didn't watch it when we were high and wanted to watch something else. And listener, if you're a true fan of... If you're a long-time listener... We talk about watching some film, and then we're going to watch it in the future, this is that film. We finally delivered, yeah. you know. If... We, we we crossed off a film off the docket. Go go back and listen to our back catalogue. You'll find all kinds of secrets. Ooh. <laughs> um, and for my final thoughts, I think that, like, this was a really good decision, because we had a, we had a strong fucking roster of films to choose yeah. from this evening. And... Part of me was like, oh, I'll bring Perfect Blue because I know Shay has not seen it and it was on the docket anyway. We should watch it. And I think this was a really fucking good choice. Perfect Blue's really good if you want to... <laughs> like, test your friends. 
yeah, like, if they don't like it, maybe get new friends. Come hang out with us. We're cool. Uh, <laughs> we'll treat you right. We'll we won't assassinate yeah, you Racy and take your place. Make you delicious food. Oh, Racy cooks so good today. It was fucking incredible. I cook good every day. Cook good every yeah, you day. Cook good goddamn for us life today. Yeah, I know. You cook good for yourself, which is good. But you cook good for us. Today. It just means you have to come back in the next month. Oh, yeah. we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. There'll be more. There'll be more. Anyway, this is the end of the episode, so I'm gonna stop recording. Some I hate doing outros. Within. Bye. <laughs>